listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Brand new episode of Podcasters of Shield Cinema Geekly's Marvel Podcast. It is Anthony and Aurora back talking The Punisher on Netflix after uh, a small holiday break. Right. Aurora, we have returned, and it is no longer yes. snow is no longer falling from the sky. It is we're it's back to raining bullets as we watch <laughs> The Punisher. And boy, the bullets were flying in these episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's jump right into it. It's season one, episode nine, called Front Toward Enemy. Uh, as Agent Madani continues to blame herself for her partner's death, Wilson, I believe that's uh, Lewis Wilson, executes a series of bombings throughout New York City and sends Karen Page a letter believing that she will side with his cause just as she had with Frank Castle. When she does not... He calls Karen while she is participating in an on-air debate between her and a pro-gun control senator named Stan Ory. Castle and Curtis recognize Wilson, or not, Ho- no, Hoyle is a micro, right? I, I think remember, so, yeah. I don't remember micro's last mm-hmm. name. They recognize uh, Wilson from, actually, no, I think Hoyle is Curtis, recognize uh, him reciting the, Latinus, uh, the Latin phrase, Six Semper Tyrannus. Right. With it, it was Curtis. With uh, Curtis going to look for him at O'Connor's house, he finds Wilson's bomb-making supplies and O'Connor's decaying corpse, only for Wilson to overpower him and tie him to a chair with a bomb. Frank manages to find Curtis and save his life after convincing Lewis to disarm the bomb. Castle proceeds to escape after Wilson calls the police, but not before police car dash cam captures his image and makes the public aware of his continued existence. Meanwhile, Lieberman meets with Madani and not only reveals Rollins' name to her, but also his work with Castle. So Frank is exposed, Aurora. Everyone knows he is no longer dead. Uh, yes. What did, you, uh, what did you think of this episode? I don't know if this happens to you, but when I'm watching The Punisher, I'm in constant stress. Mm. <laughs> yes. I feel like... I'm just like tense the whole time I'm watching it and this episode was not an exception. I I was so stressed out watching yeah. this and um at the end when everybody finds out that the Punisher is alive and they think that he's the one mm-hmm. involved in all these bombings, I I was so upset. <laughs> it's like no, he's not. I mean, he's does horrible things but to horrible people. Right. But I feel like in this episode, and we can talk about it more in the next one as well, but in, in both episodes, they tried really hard to 
let the viewers know, you know, there's a difference between what Lewis is doing and what Punisher is doing. Yes. And I feel it's a thin line and I feel like they didn't do a good job Mm -hmm. um, making the distinction. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was on purpose. I don't know if it was on purpose, but Mm -hmm. I felt like. You know, Karen is trying to justify what he's what Punisher did, um, and other people are. And I feel like I feel like it's the same what yes. they did because even though Punisher is killing bad guys, they're still people. Yes. So, and, yeah, I, I, I feel like generally speaking, they are both deciding that there is something wrong that right. needs to be fixed, and they do not trust the system to fix it. Right. Uh. And they're taking matters into their own hands, right? And in- because if you see what what Lu- Lewis is the name, right? The yes. the um the the places that he bombed are places that he thinks um, are not doing doing a good job, right? They were all right. uh, government. He bombed like uh, an building, a- yeah, an ATF building, uh, right? Because they're trying to take guns away from people, right? They won't be able to defend themselves against uh, an ever growing tyrannical government, right? I right. wish I wish these were fictional things that people thought. Unfortunately, they they tend to be real things that real people yeah. think. But yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, luckily for us, we have the benefit of knowing that Frank's uh, Frank's feelings and his paranoia and his reasoning is all grounded and justified because we get to see it because this is his story. So we get right. to see that these people are really after him. They really are the ones that killed his family. They, you know, and this is a, a revenge story. Although you could argue that mm-hmm. it doesn't make him any better than Lewis, just because he's killing people who wronged him. Uh, you know, because we we're supposed to have a system in place to 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 handle that. But neither of these people are. So it's uh, it's also, I think they did that on purpose uh, because you could see okay. how if this happened in real life, you know, if we didn't know Frank Castle, Frank Castle was a real person, you know, nobody's going to know who he is. He doesn't have a right. TV show about him. We just know him by his actions. It's not surprising that they would get lumped together like this as terrorists. Right. Because right. they both operate very similarly. Mm-hmm. Although mm-hmm. Frank even... He's got his own code when he's talking to Lewis. He's like, look, these people that I take out, not only are they bad people, but I look them in the eye before I do it. He's like, you know, you're a coward. You're hiding behind these bombs. You know, you're killing, you know, secretaries and janitors and stuff. And it's like, right. you know, I'm killing killers, essentially. Yep. Uh, my favorite scene in this episode was where he's trying to get Lewis to help him disarm the bomb on Curtis and he tells the story of how Curtis lost his leg Mm -hmm. which sounds like it's all Frank's fault. It sounds like something Curtis maybe has forgiven him for or remembered it differently Um, something along those lines and he tells this, God, this horrible story about how a woman who was like eight or nine months pregnant, you know, he was Frank should have shot her because she wouldn't stop approaching but all he could think about was his wife who was home pregnant and he mm-hmm. didn't. And she had a suicide vest, which is like the most horrible thing I could even think of. Horrible. And Curtis loses his leg. He also, this boy Curtis was trying to save was also died. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's trying to save Curtis. 
And he's like, you know, Curtis thanked me for saving his life. And it's like, but, you know, I'm the one who's responsible for ruining it. Ah, uh, it was a heartbreaking scene. Uh, yeah. Maybe one of the best hockey scenes that they've done with Punisher since the yes. season two of Daredevil. That that chat they had at the in the cemetery was tremendous. Uh, mm-hmm. But this one was this one was also very good and and heartbreaking. Uh, the stuff with Lewis that escalated quickly, right? Wow. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we know he killed that uh, the O'Connor guy, and we knew mm-hmm. things were slipping. But like that happened one episode, and like the next episode, he's now like a he's like the Unabomber, like in the next episode. Yeah. Uh, yes. That 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 did in fact escalate quickly, and it escalates even faster in the next episode. But Oof. Uh, before we get there, um, do you have any other thoughts on uh, this episode? Um, I, I mean, I like the episode. Like I said, I'm always um, stressed out when I'm watching it, so I don't know yeah. how to feel about that. But. Um, every single time someone in this episode had the chance to call the police or the FBI, they didn't do it. No. <laughs> like Karen, she was asked to collaborate with the FBI and it seemed to me like they published the letter without the FBI. Because they, yes. the Lewis sent a letter Because she wanted to, to Karen. respond. Right. Um, and she wanted to respond and her uh, boss basically says, no, we're going to have to talk to the FBI and we'll publish it once the FBI tells us what to do. Mm-hmm. But then the letter is published and I'm, I wasn't completely clear if they did it with the FBI consent or without it. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were, were there other, other moments in this episode where people could have just called the police? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they didn't. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, yes. you know, but that's... You know, that's Frank's thing, too. Part of it, right, yeah. is that he doesn't yeah. trust them to to do this. And he's also obviously has feelings for Karen, and he feels right. like this guy is going to target her. And he feels the need to protect her from that, and the only person he trusts to do that is himself. Right. So, although, based on what we saw in the, in the next episode, I, I feel like Karen can kind of handle her own business. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, uh, maybe Frank's going to start learning that a little bit, but yeah, I really liked the episode. Uh, it was just, uh, on edge and kind of depressed, like all that stuff. Like I thought he escaped the police and like, Nope, he's back to running again. And then I thought like, Oh, well he's fine now. Nope. Nope. And now he has to steal a cop car. (laughs) Yeah. And now everybody (laughs) knows he's not dead anymore. And it's like, Oh boy, things are, things are going to get bad and they do they get bad fast mm-hmm. uh all right so what would you give this episode i i gave it a four yeah i gave this a slightly more i gave it a four and a quarter i really liked the episode and a super uh a super performance from john Barenthal in that in that scene mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. uh with curtis and curtis looks so rough in that scene holy moly yep it was not looking good nope um, let's do the plug here for Think Geek now, so this way we can brighten our mood ever so slightly uh, by talking about. I want to. I want to bring this up only because there's been uh, the rumor mill uh, circulating around this particular uh, Marvel character. 
Uh, and I'm talking about Black Widow. Have you heard uh, the the swirling discussions that the Black I Widow did. Movie might I did. finally be happening? Yes. Yes. I'm excited. She deserves it, and they could do a great movie with her. Yes. Uh, everything they've done with her has has been very good, but they yes. could do a great. Just, movie just with give her. me a great spy movie. That's all I want. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> she's already done a bunch of movies that are basically like Black Widow movies. They just aren't called yeah. Black Widow. That's right. You yeah. Know, one or the other, but. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking at uh, uh, a fantastic uh, Black Widow 1-6 scale figure. Uh, it's expensive. I had no idea toys were so expensive these days, Aurora. This is a $55 scale figure. I'm guessing 1-6 means it's kind of big. And uh, apparently I'm told that the fact that it has 24 points of articulation is a good thing. I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> apparently it means it moves a lot, I think. I don't know. It's been a while since I have played with my doll slash action figure collection. I think most of them are gone now, and uh, I do not uh, do not mess around with my youngest's stuff. She's pretty protective of those things. So I'm told that 24 points of articulation is really good, but I actually do not know what that really means. I think it means it moves a lot, um, but it looks fantastic, and it comes with a bunch of guns and a trench coat and an interchangeable head. So. Yeah, check that stuff out on Thinking. There's a ton of stuff like this. Now, I'm stunned by the lack of Punisher stuff. Most of it is like Captain America and Thor and Baby Groot. Uh, so, if that's your thing, it's not our thing, Aurora. You know us. We like talking about <laughs> the saddest parts of the Marvel Universe. Uh, but if the happy right. stuff if the happy stuff is down your alley, uh, head on over to cinemageekly.com slash thinkgeek and use that to, to do uh, all of your uh, think Geek shopping. Uh, okay. Let's hop on over to episode 10 of The Punisher called Virtue of the Vicious. Uh, as Brett Mahoney interviews Karen Page, Madani, Russo, and Senator Ori uh, to try to determine the proper sequence of events surrounding an assassination attempt on the Senator... Each interviewee recounts the attack from radically different perspectives. Six hours earlier, mm -hmm. after learning that the mercenaries who killed Stein are connected to Anvil, Madani confronts Russo at the hotel where his men are providing security for Senator Ori as he sits down for an interview with Karen. During the interview, Lewis Wilson, who previously infiltrated the hotel after killing one of Russo's men and stealing his uniform, barges into Ori's suite with a gun Castle arrives and shields the two from the gunfire, only for Wilson, who is wearing a suicide vest, to take Paige hostage. Castle then flees when Anvil agents open fire on him, fighting off Russo. The Anvil agents and several NYPD officers, Castle confronts Wilson in the hotel kitchen before helping Karen disarm the bomb. After finding and cutting the right wire, Karen shoots Wilson in the foot with the gun that she took from the Anvil agent. Wilson then locks himself in a freezer, rewires the bomb, and detonates it, killing himself. Good Lord, Aurora. Your thoughts on this yep. horrible, horrible episode of Sadness? <laughs> Very sad episode, but I love TV show episodes and movies where they do this kind of setup where you have oh, one event happen, mm -hmm. and you see it for di from different perspectives. I love that. Yes. Um, so the fact that this episode did that just won me over because I, um, and I also like it when you see it from different perspectives and the the perspectives change change. 
So you, the sen- the senator said that the Punisher was in it with mm-hmm. uh, Lewis, but then when the police is interviewing Karen, she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's, that's not, not how it happened. happened. And, yeah, and when you see the the version of the senator, he also says that he's gonna help. Mm-hmm. Uh, he grabs the gun. Karen. Right, but then when Karen says her side of the story, she's like, "No, he was—he didn't do any of those things." No, he was a coward. <laughs> yes, Frank saved us. Uh, yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, I—I I, I like this episode way more than the previous one. Same. Um, I—I I liked all. I the thing that I like the most is you know this show is pushing a lot of like. Um. I don't know how to say, but they're just bringing a lot of controversial topics, right, mm-hmm. to light. Um, and in this episode, they they go very hard on you know politicians going for gun control, and in a way, yeah. they're trying. They they showed kind of like hypocrisy from the politicians because, you know, he's he wants to push for gun control, but he has all these people protecting him. Yes, and there's a moment where. Karen is interviewing him and he's like he's like you're a gun owner and she says yes you know I followed all the regulations and I have a gun for my protection and he's like well that's up to society and she looks at the <laughs> people that are protecting him and she's like yeah but you know you have all these people protecting mm-hmm. you so so I like that storyline I like that perspective they're bringing to the show yeah uh, they're definitely doing the gun control senator they're certainly playing the angle that maybe he's doing it because that's what'll keep him elected. Maybe like right. it seems like it seems like his adherence to it isn't necessarily as strong as he would have people believe publicly. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, because Russo even asked him, he's like, you know, is this something you know these beliefs of yours? Like, you know, is this something you're willing to die for? And mm-hmm. he's like, welcome aboard. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to have you guys here. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, a lot comes out in this episode. Um, Madani comes to the conclusion that Russo is probably the one who killed her partner. So right. That, or she's that sort of, involved, involved somehow. Yeah, she yeah. comes, I mean, in the stairwell, I think she almost even accuses him of it or something. And he's pointing the gun at her. She's mm-hmm. like, why are you still pointing your gun at me? Right. Uh, by the way, that whole scene, I loved everything from, like, Frank escaping. Uh, yes. Where he does that, like, barrel roll over the dead body and, like, picks <laughs> it up on his way to standing up and using it as a shield. Yep, yep. To, like, run away. Oh, that was that was super cool. And then that, that bit we saw in the, the trailers where he takes the fire hose and uses it to, like, ride down the flight of steps or whatever. Uh, all that stuff was great. Um I yeah, I too, just like you, I like the piecing it together. We sort of start with the aftermath and then sort of piece it together. The stuff that I enjoyed the most though was Karen talking with um Mahoney, the officer. Because uh, she right. points out like you worked on the Frank Castle case, like you know, does this seem like something he would, you know, do? And he has a very good response to this actually, which is, you know, well Frank Castle's crazy and how am I supposed to explain <laughs> right. what crazy does? Right. Like, you know, crazy doesn't make sense. Um, you know, but she, you know, she continues to point out like all of this horrible stuff has happened and they're lumping Frank in and, you know, he's like, Frank killed these people or whatever. And she's like, you know, 
do you have any evidence to back any any of this up? Do you have any evidence that he killed anybody? Do you have any witnesses that say he killed anybody? Like, you know, no. Like, none of this, you know. And he does take Karen hostage, but, you know, she's a willing hostage to help him get out of the situation. You know, and he's like, why would he give me my gun back? You know, it right. doesn't sound like a very good terrorist to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I really like how the ending of the episode is, you know, also, you know, she explains how he gets out of the building. You know, like, do you think he would enter this building without knowing how he's going to get out of it first? Yes. Um, then he has like a zip line or something, some <laughs> cool way of getting yes. out of the building. Yes. The coolest way you can get out of a building is a zip line. <laughs> Frank Castle has it. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I, I really liked, I really liked this episode a lot and I did like it. It, it didn't have like the, uh, it didn't have like the crazy emotional acty scene like the last right. episode did, but this mm-hmm. more than made up for it in a fun layout and yep. uh, the way they laid out the story and the just like nonstop action. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the Lewis thing kind of came and went quicker than I thought. Like, I didn't think that was going to become like a two episode arc where Lewis is this becomes a bad guy and then stops. Yeah. But, um, I figured they were kind of setting him up for like a bigger bad guy role at some point. Me but too. No, he, Me uh, too. Yeah. Instead, instead he kind of dies in a really, in a way gruesome that you almost, way. Gru- gruesome <laughs> for sure, but also in a way where you sort of feel bad for him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's obvious he had problems and he never got help and. I'm sure that is going to, you know, in a lot of people's minds, is going to uh, set off, you know, feel. I mean, we've heard a lot of stories like this about uh, soldiers who had PTSD or just people in general who had PTSD that never got help and something went off in their head and, you know, bad things happened as a result. Uh, So, you know, I'm glad that they they talk about stuff like that in the show. yeah, it was it was weird. This felt like a little sidebar, kind of disconnect. It was only vaguely connected to the whole larger scale story that they're telling about, you know, Rollins, Agent Orange, or whatever they're calling him. Uh, yeah, it was kind of only very loosely connected to that. But I, I, I don't know. I think it's good that they went on this little sidebar. Like it's connected a little bit. Like they did some more to this. Like Madani meets with Micro, and you know he kind of spills some more information to her. Frank doesn't know he's out there telling her about this stuff. Yeah, I mean, it seemed more... This story seemed more for just introducing Punisher to the society again. Mm-hmm, yeah. And rather than, than connecting it to the like main story, it was just a way for them to yeah. make people aware that Punisher is alive. And the feeling that as soon as like he came back out from hiding or as soon as he was revealed it immediately felt like walls were placed around him and they've been slowly closing in on him the whole time. Right. Right. Uh, like you can feel it getting close. I mean, he's also, he's been almost captured twice now, very close yeah. to being captured yep. twice. Yep. Uh, and it feels like it's, it's all closing. In. Everything is getting very claustrophobic, which I hate the feeling of, but I also like because it's, <laughs> that's good. It's a good show, but, uh, you're right. It's also that, that, uh, tense feeling where, uh, you're sort of sitting on the edge of your seat, but I don't yep. know. I, I, I like it to me. That's a good thing. Aurora. Uh, any final thoughts on this episode? Uh, and what would you give it? No, I mean, it, it felt, it felt very punisher. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was punishing a lot of people. There was, <laughs> so. there was very much punishment. So much punishment <laughs> being handed out. 
So I'm going to give it a 4.5. I like this episode very much. Yeah, I give it a four and a half as well. Uh, a very solid episode. Uh, this show has really been working for me. I'm so happy. We needed we needed something fresh after Iron Fist and, and Defenders. Yep, yep. Uh, kind of fell flat. Uh, so I'm happy. And I'm looking forward to them sort of maybe getting a chance to kickstart some of these other series uh, after Punisher. So there mm-hmm. are only a couple of episodes left, literally two episodes left for us uh, discussing the Punisher. Uh, before we tell you about next week's episodes, head on over to com, check out the archives of the show and find us on Apple podcasts and Google play music. Just search for podcasters of shield and hit subscribe and that will allow you to listen to next week's episode where we talk about the Punisher season one, episode 11 called danger close and episode 12 called home. 